Hello and welcome to Discover True Treasure. I'm Angela. The episodes this season are inspired by my daily reading passages from my one-year Bible. During last week's episode, we talked about loving our enemies, doing good to those who hate us, and blessing those who curse us. On today's episode, we are going to talk about being compassionate, especially towards those who are against us. Okay, I hope you're ready. Let's begin. Thanks again for joining me. Let's begin by reading the scriptures that we will be focusing on, and they can be found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 32 through 36. And I am going to read these verses from the New Living Translation, beginning with verse 32. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Okay, so these verses continue where we left off on last week by talking about how we are to treat our enemies. And these scriptures draw a contrast between the behavior of sinners versus the behavior of children of God. Now, I find it interesting that these verses show that sinners can do good and they can be good to each other. But here's the thing, sinners often have a transactional or a quid pro quo relationship with each other. In other words, most of the time, sinners' relationships are conditional. For example, Jesus said that sinners love those who love them. So yes, sinners can love others. They do love others, but they love with a condition. They love those who love them. Now we as believers in Jesus Christ, we have a higher calling. We are called to be like Jesus. We are called to love our enemies. Now that's not something that sinners usually do. Sinners will love those who love them and hate those who hate them. Now the Bible tells us that Jesus not only loved us, but he died for us when we were sinners. Jesus paid our sin debt when we were enemies of his. 
And we are to emulate that in our lives. So now that we belong to Jesus, now that we have the precious Holy Spirit, we have the power. It's not of our own, but we have the power through the Holy Spirit to love others the way Jesus loved us. Isn't that wonderful? Now, Jesus went on to say in these verses that if we lend only to those who can pay us back, why should we get credit for that? Why would that be something extraordinary, something that's worthy of reward when, as he said, even sinners do that? Sinners will lend money to other sinners, but here's the condition. They will do it as long as they know that they will be paid back in full. Now, isn't that the way of the world? Of course. I mean, when we do business and we apply for loans and we're looking for money to support different endeavors and ventures, of course, we have to prove that we can pay it back in full. That's how the world operates. That's not how Jesus operates. And we're called to be like our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus shed his blood for us and completely paid our sin debt. Now, there is no way that we could ever repay him. There's just no way. He came to this earth to die. He came here knowing that we could never repay him for what he did for us. So we can even suffer losses and show the love of Jesus Christ by not hating those who defrauded us or hating those who caused us loss. We can show compassion. And when we do that, we are showing them the love of Jesus Christ. Now let's move on to verse 35. And in this verse, Jesus says that if we live like this, and that is loving our enemies and doing good to them and lending to them without expecting to be repaid, Jesus said that we will receive a very great reward from heaven. Isn't that a blessing that Jesus will reward us for being good to others? And he is pleased because he says that we are acting like we are children of the Most High because our Heavenly Father, he is kind to those who are unthankful and he is kind to the wicked. Isn't that mind-blowing? Well, he was kind to us, though, if we think about it, before we came to know Jesus Christ, before we heard the gospel, we were living in sin just like the rest of the world. But God was still kind to us. Amen. He had mercy on us. God's mercy reigns on the just and the unjust. He's such a good God. God allows those who are sinners, those who oppose him, to experience good in this life. And we know it's true. 
we know that often sinners are enjoying good in this life. Sinners prosper. <laughs> yes. And I know this can be perplexing to us if we don't remember who our Heavenly Father truly is. He is a good God. He is kind. See, sinners don't give God the credit, but it still doesn't mean that he's not the reason why they're being blessed. They just don't realize it. But we as children of God, when we experience blessings, we know who the source is. We know that it is God. Amen. So God is so compassionate. Even his wise plan of salvation is full of compassion. And when we are born again, we are born again with that capacity, with that ability to be compassionate. Amen. Now, last week I talked about the power of behaving this way. I talked a little bit about how when we are good to those who are not good to us, that's confusing to them. They don't understand it. They may never admit it to us. They may never even say anything about it, but I am convinced that they question what is going on here. And I believe that that is an opportunity for them to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, for them to just get curious and start inquiring oh, so that person is a Christian. Wow, that's, that's really what Christians do? That's what believers in Jesus Christ, that's what they do? I really believe that God, as I said before, uses that as an opportunity to show them the love of God by the way we live. When we lend to others who fail to pay us back and we choose to let it go, rather than fight and argue and strive to get our money back, we are showing them Jesus Christ. We are being a witness. Our lives are living epistles, like Paul said. Being a witness to the world is not just about going out on the street corners and preaching the gospel. And that's a blessing, but that is not the only way that we live out the gospel. We do it by doing these things that Jesus is talking about, by being compassionate, by showing love, not just to those who love us, but by showing love to those who do not love us. When we live like this, it is so pleasing to the Lord and we are advancing his kingdom, amen. Okay, now moving on to the last verse, verse 36, it says here that you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. So here Jesus sums up the reason why he wants us to live this way. He wants us to be compassionate in the same way in which our heavenly father is compassionate. And Jesus showed us the father he said that over and over again in the gospels. If you have seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus showed us the father and his compassion when he died on the cross, when he cried out, father, forgive them 
for they know not what they do. We have to remember that sinners are in darkness. They are, they're blind. They cannot see the truth. They truly do not know what they're doing. They don't realize the consequences of their actions. They don't understand the peril that awaits them if they continue to refuse to accept Jesus Christ. I don't believe that they know what they're doing, most of them. And they don't understand that eternity awaits them. And it's based on what they have done while they've lived on this earth. They don't either understand that or don't believe it. So because they truly don't understand what they're doing, we are called to be compassionate. We are called to love them and forgive them. Now, I know what you may be thinking, this is so difficult to do, but actually I disagree with you. I would say it's impossible for us to do. We cannot live like this in our own strength. It's no way. No one can live like this without the Lord. We've read that, yes, sinners love, sinners give, sinners can do good but they do it on a conditional basis. But sinners don't love when they're hated. Sinners are not going to go out of their way and do good to someone who's bad to them. Sinners aren't going to just freely give up their money to those who refuse to pay them back, but we're called to do this. So how on earth do we live like this? Well, first, we have to recognize that we are not called to do this apart from Jesus Christ. When we read scriptures like this, we should feel like, oh my gosh, how on earth can I do this? These words should bring us to the end of ourselves. Amen. We should look to Jesus and know that he has done it for us. Amen. So, you know, I talked about in a previous episode how in these scriptures, Jesus is showing us God's true standard. Because in Jesus's day, you had religious leaders lowering God's standard. And they were doing it uh, in a way that was deceiving themselves because they thought that they could actually follow God's law. So they were trying to make it doable, if you will. But in these scriptures that we have been reading from Luke chapter six, Jesus is illuminating just how holy our father is. And he is showing them the true standard that none of us can meet, amen, apart from Jesus. And he is also showing us that God is a father who is full of love. He is full of forgiveness and compassion. And the only way any human being can emulate that is by being born again. Amen. That's the only way. 
We have to be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. And when we are born again, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And I actually believe one of the ways we know we are truly saved and we are truly reborn is that we want to live this way. All of a sudden, our desires change and we have a desire to love our enemies. We want to be able to do that. We have a desire to be able to be good to those who hate us. And we didn't have these desires before we were saved. I know I didn't. I didn't have a desire to be good to those who hated me. I stayed away from them. I didn't believe in just being confrontational, but I stayed away from people who hated me. But again, when we get saved, our desires change. Paul said in chapter five of Galatians, he said that the Holy Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires, or you could say of what the flesh desires. But here's the thing, as believers in Jesus Christ, we can still choose to follow the flesh. Now he is exhorting us not to, but if we choose to follow the desire of our flesh, we won't be able to love our enemies. When we choose to allow the flesh to dictate to us, we will find ourselves angry. We will find ourselves wanting to retaliate, being hostile with those who are, are mean and, and cruel to us. But Paul encourages us by telling us that it is the Holy Spirit who will produce in us love. I don't know about you, but that is just such a blessing to me. It takes the pressure off me. The Holy Spirit will produce in us love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. It is so good to know that we don't have to strive and rely on our human strength to live this way. All we have to do is rest and know that the Holy Spirit will produce this fruit in our lives. Amen. And so that's why Paul encourages us to live our lives after the Spirit, to follow the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let me just end by saying that when we read scriptures like this, we have to guard against condemnation because we we can find ourselves feeling as if we don't measure up. And when we feel that way, it is so important that we look to Jesus Christ and we remind ourselves that Jesus has done all of this on our behalf. He has given us the Holy Spirit and he did so because he knows that it is the Holy Spirit who will cause us to live our, our lives like this. And so we are to by faith believe that he will show us how to walk in the Holy Spirit so that the fruit of the Spirit is produced in our lives.
And by faith, we will find ourselves living like our Heavenly Father. We will find ourselves loving others, forgiving. We will find ourselves being compassionate, even to those who are not compassionate towards us. And I love that it happens by faith. I love that this happens by focusing on Jesus Christ, because when we do that, we give the Lord all the glory. And what happens is when we attempt to do this in our own strength, when we attempt to live like this by human willpower, we end up getting puffed up in pride. And that's how you know you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit in your life when you find yourself wanting to pat yourself on the back. When you are feeling lifted up in pride, like, oh, I got this, I can do this. And then you know what usually happens is you usually fall. You fall so that you can be reminded that you cannot do this without Jesus. (laughs) Amen. So when we make mistakes and we find ourselves not loving, we find ourselves tempted to retaliate, we find ourselves angry with those who mistreat us, those are critical times because that's when we really, really have to walk by faith because the the enemy will lie to us and make us question our salvation and he will try to deceive you and tell you, oh, you're not a new creature. You're just like sinners. And we have to know that he's a liar. So when we fall, when we make a mistake, it's so important not to wallow in condemnation because the enemy loves to make us think that we are those sins. We are those mistakes. And that's, that's why our walk is a faith walk. We have to believe by faith that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And the more we are able to get up quickly when we make mistakes and recalibrate and focus our attention, our gaze on Christ, the more we're able to do that, we will find ourselves just living like the Lord. We will find our lives aligning more and more with the word of God. And it won't be effort. It will just be It's just effortless because we're allowing the Lord to help us to live like this. We will find ourselves being compassionate. Amen. Well, thanks again for joining me. I hope you were blessed by this episode. I hope you were also encouraged. If you would like to connect with me, you can do so by simply clicking on the link in the show notes. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you are not a subscriber, please consider subscribing to the podcast and I invite you to share it with others. Until next time, rest in the assurance that you are valuable and dearly loved by our Heavenly Father and the Lord. Jesus Christ.